Luke chapter 2. I'm waiting for you to open your Bible. Are we all there to the book of Luke chapter 2? And I want us to start uh, from verse 40. Like I said, that there are a lot of things that I believe I'm going to touch and talk about that are deep in these scriptures. So I want us to take our time and mind them out and empower our spirits. Thank you, Jesus. Luke chapter 2, verse 40. Are we there? Verse 40. You can communicate. You are allowed to communicate even when you're wearing a mask. Because I'm just waiting for you to. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Okay, I'm going to read. If you miss anything, then I think you will, you will go to Inspire Radio and in your own spare time you will uh, catch up. Luke chapter 2, verse 40, it says, And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days, as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their king's folk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem seeking him. And it came to pass after that that after three days they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the doctors both hearing them and asking them questions and all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers and when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why is thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that you sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business. And they understood not the saying which he spoke unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these things, kept all these sayings in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. 
the last verse is saying and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man he increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. I still remember uh, some time ago looking into Luke chapter 2 and I still remember talking about developing in the spirit. I still remember teaching people about developing themselves in the spirit. Like I said the last time, the last Sunday we were there that we are going to try the best we can to help each other to attain and grow in matters to do with spiritual things. To grow in spiritual matters. And when you look into the scripture that we started to read, it's Luke chapter 2 verse 40. And it is saying that the child grew and he was strong in spirit filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him he grew and was strong in spirit filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him and the last scripture is talking about Jesus increasing again in what? in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Thank you, Jesus. Am I talking to people here? Am I talking to people here? So there are certain things that I want you to understand that must help you to develop as a person, to develop even as a spirit. Because what we see, we there's also another part of you that we don't see, which is your spirit. Am I with the church of God? There's another dimension of you that we do not see. That is your spirit. And it doesn't matter how much you can develop in the flesh. As long as you neglect your development in the spirit, then you are still a vulnerable human being. I would get the truth of God. And the child Jesus, he grew and he was strong in spirit. So this is the first thing that I want you to bear in mind, especially when you talk about your development as a person, as a human being. You must strive to grow in the spirit. You must aspire to grow in the spirit. Am I with you? And the Bible says he was filled with what? With wisdom. And the grace of God was upon him. So the first thing that you need to aspire for, that you need to seek so that you can attain it upon your life is to develop in your what? In your spirit. And I talking to people here. Is to what? Is to what strong in your spirit. Is it making sense? And you do so also when you allow your life to grow also in wisdom. Because the Bible is saying that he grew and he was strong in spirit, filled with what? With wisdom. 
And the grace of God was upon him. The grace of God was upon him. Is it making sense? So, you need to help yourself to grow. To grow in the spirit. To work strong in the what? In the spirit. And you need to aspire so that you can attain wisdom. The other time I still talking, I still remember talking about wisdom. I emphasize that wisdom it is of two dimensions. There is what we call higher wisdom, and there is another dimension of what we can call lower wisdom. Altogether, when we are talking about wisdom, we are talking about what I said is the Sophia of God, the wisdom of God, the Sophia of God. Am I talking a bit right here? Wisdom. So, wisdom can be of two dimensions. That's why, at a certain level, and I still remember when I was teaching you to be careful so that you cannot be deceived, I told you about two men, and I was giving comparisons between the men. Daniel and the other man who is called Solomon. And many people, they believe that Solomon was the wisest man to ever lived upon the face of the earth. But when you look into the path, when you look into the way through which Solomon moved in while he was still on the face of the earth, you are going to understand something that is very interesting, that most of his wisdom it was of a material order. When he prayed for wisdom, he said, give me the wisdom so that I can be a good judge, so that I can be a good judge. Give me wisdom so that I can be somebody who is perfect in what? In judgment. Even with people here. That's why when he traced his life, he had a lot of errors, even though he was a very wise individual. At one point, you would understand that he had many, many wives. Even though he was a wise entity, but he moved on and he had a lot of wives. Solomon. And many people. So, you can understand now that there are two dimensions of wisdom here. We are talking about the dimension of Solomon. And I am relating to it and I am trying to help you to see that in this dimension you can be wise in material things. But there is another dimension of wisdom. And this wisdom, it is the dimension which the enemy, even the devil, he is saying that he is even also wiser than Daniel. So you can see now that the devil is not being compared to Solomon, but he's being compared to Daniel. And the wisdom that we are talking about in this instance, it is of a higher order. We are talking about spiritual wisdom. And I'm talking to people here. And I was helping you to understand a lot of things, especially when you look into the ministry of Daniel. Daniel, he was a prophet and he was a dreamer and he was somebody who was equipped with the grace of interpretation. He was somebody who could interpret whatever dream that he bring along. And you can see that his wisdom, it was coming from a higher order or from a spiritual order. So, there are two classes 
of wisdom. And that will be for you. And that will be for you. And you cannot be that foolish and have yourself without any class that you can fit between the two. To be so foolish that you cannot be wise in spiritual matters. And you are also so foolish that you cannot be wise in material matters. So, it's your choice to be able to find where you can fit in these two classes that I'm talking about. I'm talking about what? About wisdom. So, there is wisdom of a what? Of a higher order. And there is wisdom of a lower order. That's why some people, when you see them, in the house of God, they appear very wise. But the moment they come out of the house of God, they are fools. Am I talking to people here? Why? Because in the house of God, we, 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 we the, the emphasis is on what? On the higher order of the wisdom. You can be able to interpret dreams, but you're not able to interpret a, a, a very, very simple thing when you go back to your house. We are talking about what? About wisdom in the classes. Imagine people here. So you cannot grow if you do not also allow yourself to develop, especially in these dimensions that we are talking about, the dimensions of wisdom. And Jesus, the Bible is clearly saying that he grew. And he was waxing strong in the spirit. And he was developing in wisdom. And then he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And now it is the church of God. Now, the man Jesus, you hear now that he was now 12, 12 years old. And then, together with his parents, they are walking and he got lost from the parents. Not lost in, in general, but he stayed behind in the temple. And his parents, when they left the temple, they thought that he was together with his kinsmen, but he was not. They thought he was together with his brothers, but he was not. And the Bible clearly says that when he remained behind, he was in the presence of doctors. And he was listening to them, and he was asking them questions. And many people who heard him speaking at that age, we're talking about a, a boy who was 12 years old. Many people who heard, that, who heard him speaking, they were very much surprised at the level of understanding that he had. Am I talking to people here? Am I talking to people here? Am I talking to people here? I want to show you something there. We are talking about wisdom. We are talking about the growth of Jesus. We are talking also about how he developed in the what? In the spirit. We are not only putting our attention to his growth in matters to do with the flesh, but we are also looking into how he was also developing in the spirit. And the Bible is saying that he was left behind. His family, they went home. They left him behind in the temple. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And while he was behind, the Bible says he was with doctors. He was with doctors. And he was asking questions 
as well as listening. Thank you, Jesus. Wisdom. Am I telling you people here? Normally, wisdom it can also come upon your life by reason of your associations. When I'm talking about your associations, I'm talking about the people that you spend the majority of your time together with. Am I talking to people here? Jesus is in the temple and he is spending much of his time with the doctors. With the doctors and he is asking questions from the doctors. Right now when we we are like here, we are like this. We are coming from various dimensions of understanding. We are coming from various dimensions and pro professions altogether. Am I with you? And you find Jesus, he is in a temple. And a temple, it has got a lot of people inside it. But look at the choice of people that he is deciding to spend his time together with. The Bible says he is with doctors. He is with what? With doctors. Not farmers. Farmers were also there in the temple. But he's choosing a group of people that he is spending much of his time with. He is with doctors and he is listening to them. Normally you cannot grow. You can never grow if you can never develop yourself, especially in the area of listening. If you're not a good listener, it doesn't matter whatever rank title that people can give you. If you are not a good listener, then you will not grow. You will not grow because always there will be other people who know other things that you do not know. And I told you to people here. And Jesus, he is positioning himself. Look at his positioning. Thank you, Jesus. Look at his positioning. Imagine people here. Imagine people here. Look at his positioning at 12. When I look at you right now and I look at your positioning, what kind of people am I going to find you with, fellowshipping with you? The kind of people that you're asking questions and the kind of people that you're listening to. What kind of people? Because they have got a bigger role that they play in imprinting a great deal into your life. And that great deal, it will help you to grow. It will help you. When you want to see an ignorant man, an ignorant man, he spends much of his time with ignorant people. And that's what be for you. When you look at a wise man, a wise man, he spends the majority of his time with wise people. So you cannot grow in that dimension that we are talking about. We are talking about the growth of your level of wisdom. You cannot grow. When you are positioned in a wrong company of people, we're talking about associations. How many people look at the people that you spend your time with? 
and look at Jesus. He has chosen to deliberately let his parents go. He is committing an offense in the eyes of his parents. Because they are now looking for him and they are sorrowing. And when they find him, they say to him, you know, son, why are you doing this to us? Your father and me, this is the mother saying, your father and me, we were sorrowing because of your what? Of your absence. And what do we need for him? So Jesus is deliberately letting his parents go. And we are talking about not only going, but they went three days journey away from where he was. Three days journey. It's like when you are coming from Zimbabwe and you are going to Cape Town. Probably you spend three days in the road. <laughs> but in those days, I don't know, it depends with the mode of your transport. Probably they were on foot. But you can see that they had covered a lot of ground away from him. And he had chosen to let them go. Simply because there is a certain group of people that is feeding and he is learning from. And we are talking about Jesus. Everybody give me for here. We are talking about the Son of God. And he is positioning himself. He is positioning himself to fellowship with a certain kind of people. The Son of God. Imagine the people here. Imagine the people here. So the question is, when you check into your life and you are not the Son of God, actually like Jesus when you compare, but check your life and try to compare yourself. Because if you want to see exactly where you are going, some people they say birds of the same feathers they what they flock together they always fly together so if you want to know exactly where you're going check the people that you're spending the much the majority of your time together with the people that you're spending much of your time together with those are the people we don't need to prophesy your life and see and tell you that you're going away. We just check the people that you spend your time together with. And then we, we know. We may not even tell you that you're going away, but we know. Imagine the people here. Because there is an imprint that you receive from fellowshipping with a certain class of people. And the word of God, it is deliberate. Jesus he is choosing to be together with doctors. Doctors, and I'm talking about a church setup whereby you find whatever profession that you may think about. And remember, his father, his biological father, Jesus, he was a carpenter. So I want you to, to look at the disparity there that is present there. And then, who is coming from a carpentry background, he is choosing to fellowship with doctors. Am I talking to you for you? Amen. Poor people, the reason why most people will remain poor is they will remain fellowshipping with poor people. Fools, they remain fools because they continue to fellowship with fools. Wise people, they also grow in wisdom. The more they also grow and learn from the wise. So, the level of your development and your growth, when we look at you as a person, we must be able to see it by looking at the people.
people you are learning from. Yes. Imagine living for you. If you are a very, very big fool, then we will know that you have learned from very, 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 very big, big, big fools. Is it making sense? Am I making sense here? We are talking about a choice. In life, ladies and gentlemen, there is always a choice that you make. There's always a choice. That's why sometimes when we're growing up, our parents used to force us to be in certain environments. They were making choices for us. And they would force us not to be in certain environments. They were making choices for us. Because the environment that you're spending much of your time in is going to qualify your level. Am I telling you here? Still people look into the ministry of Jesus as it has been explained by the disciples even before Jesus was born. People, they play a very, very important role in your life. Am I making sense? Before Jesus was born, the, the Bible it, it offers you two narratives that are completely different. In this one, if you go back the, and, and try to read the same book that we are reading from, Luke chapter 2. Jesus, when he was born in a manger, the Bible says that there were shepherds in the same country. And then an angel appeared to them and told them that, you know, the Messiah is born in Bethlehem, they were given even a location and they went there looking for the son of God and I told people and I told we are talking about his early development and another narrative in the same scriptures, it will tell you about the wise men coming from the what? from the east and they saw the star that's what they went after two classes of people because when God is appearing to you, God will choose to appear to you according to your level of understanding and according to your profession. Imagine the people here. Imagine the people. If you are a builder, you always dream towels, bricks, cement, things like that. That's how God will appear to you. Your level of what? Of profession. Your level of understanding. God will never appear to you beyond what you can understand. Imagine the people here. Ah, imagine the people here. I'm talking about two people, two classes of people who announced Jesus when he came. The first one were the shepherds. And when God appeared to the shepherds, they were just ordinary men. He sent an angel. He told them plainly. You know, the Son of God is born in Bethlehem. You know what? Imagine two people here. They were given details and location. But other scriptures, they talk about the wise men. The wise men, they were not told that Jesus was born. They saw a star in the east. And they had to use their wisdom to interpret what they saw. And when they interpreted, they knew. According to their wisdom, they were able to be instructed about the birth of Christ. And when you look at them, they went searching after that star. 
from a great distance. I'm talking about how God appears to you. Imagine many people here? Imagine many people here? And when they arrived, I'm talking about the wise men. They began to announce, where is he who is born king of the what? Of the Jews. For we have seen his star in the what? In the east. And this, they were asking the wrong people. Even though they were men of wisdom. I'm talking to people. Imagine people. I'm talking about classes of people who can announce things to you. And what you may derive from them. And at the end of the day, <laughs> he wrote, he was jealous. But the wise, the, 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 the shepherds, it was a different story. When you, when you read the word of God, try to, to understand. It was a different story. The same thing that the wise men did. The same thing the shepherds did. But there were different results. Imagine people. The shepherds, they went to Bethlehem and they told everyone about the birth of Jesus. And the Bible says, everyone who heard about it wondered. Everyone was wondering. Everybody was, was amused. But the wise men, when they told, they wrote about the birth of Jesus. The Bible says that the whole city was troubled. The whole city was troubled. And we look at it. Herod eventually killed people when he caught that clue from the wise men. He didn't get it from the shepherds. But the shepherds, so I'm talking about, ah, maybe I'm, I'm speaking things beyond your, your, your wisdom here. And then he says to be prayed. So, I'm talking about the people who may even announce you. <laughs> because the people you may spend time together with, they also play a role in blowing your trumpet, your announcing your arrival in the place of your manifestation. And if it is not done well, then there will be disaster. There will be disaster. The wise men they said, Herod, where is he who is born king of the Jews? We have seen his star in the east. And the Bible says, Herod, together with all Jerusalem, together, everyone was troubled. And everyone wanted to, everyone was troubled. To enable whereby Herod issued out a decree to kill all the young boys, young boys, young boys, all of them. We are talking about the people who announced you. But when the shepherds announced, nobody was going after Jesus. Everyone was just wondering. Imagine the people here. Do you know that there are certain people if they are there in your life and they announce things in your life? Because people who are in your life, they announce. They announce things. They've got a trumpet that they blow. The reason why there are people in your life is because they must blow a certain trumpet about your manifestation. Imagine the people here. So there are two classes of people there. Some of them, when they blow a trumpet, you know that there's disaster coming. Some of them, when they blow a trumpet, you know that there's good news coming your way. That's why some of you, you may associate yourself with a group of people at your place of work. And then you will know. People who know those people, they will know that you will not last at that place of work long. 
Amen. Do you know you can work with people, associate with a certain group of people, and people will know by reason of your association that in this company this man is not going to last. Take it, the people you can associate with and you are a married woman and people who see you associating with those people, they will know that in this marriage you will not last. It is about the announcement that they can make. It is about the way they can introduce you before you can be allowed to manifest. Look at how Jesus arrived at his scene of manifestation. The wise men they announced, where is he who is born? King of the Jews. And then there was trouble, serious trouble. But the same message, it was announced by the shepherds. But there was no trouble. And not even people here. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And not even Jesus people here. So, he was with the daughters, learning from them. And the mother, the father, they went away three days journey away, three days journey away. When they realized that he was not with them, they went back after him. And they found him in the temple, seated together with the daughters, listening and also asking questions. Am I talking to people? Learning. In this one, you can see that Jesus, he was just learning. And then people, they were astonished. People were amazed. What kind of understanding is this? That this young boy has, remember, he was only 12 years old. Am I talking to people? Am I talking to you? And the mother said, you know what? We were very troubled. We were very worried. And Jesus, when he answered, he said, you must know, you must understand that I was doing my father's business. Don't you know that I am supposed to be doing my father's business, my father's business. <laughs> and the business in this sense, he is learning. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? The business that he's talking about, because the reason why this man remained behind, it's because he was learning. In the Bible, when you look at it, especially verse 46, it's clear that he was sitting in the midst of the daughters, both hearing them and asking them questions. And then, reading on verse 47, and the Bible says, And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. He was also answering. And the mother, when, he, when she found him, she says, you know what, we are sorrowful, we are sorrowful. And the reply she's getting from Jesus is, don't you know that I'm supposed to be going about my father's business? And look at the business that this man is talking about. It's learning. Am I talking to people here? It's learning. Whenever we talk about business, there's always 
the element of you making a profit or making a loss. And this man is telling his parents, you know what, I am doing my father's business right now. And he's sitting with doctors asking questions and listening to them as they speak. And he's saying it's my father's business. And I was just of course, you're missing a lot of things there. And that's why I've been saying, I'm going to try to help you. Kanini, kanini. A little by little. And now with you. He is sitting. He is not preaching. He is not doing anything. But when the parents find him, he is telling the parents, you know what? I am doing my father's business. Don't you know that I am supposed to be doing my father's business? And look at the business he is learning. What I am trying to show you is that you must learn to be profitable in learning. You must learn to be profitable in learning. Learning is also a business. Am I with you, Father of God? Am I talking to people here? Learning is also a business. And the Bible clearly says that the people who were listening to him, they were astonished at his level of understanding. His level of understanding. You cannot understand anything if you don't have a learning spirit. Am I doing it for you? There are some people even in this church who know that these ones that don't have a learning spirit. By just talking to them, listening to them, you can know that this one doesn't have a learning spirit. Because you cannot have a learning spirit if you have not developed the ability to be a listener. Have you ever seen some people who are sold out? They can associate with people who know better than them. But they would not understand that they can be profitable in that association if they just shut their mouth for some few minutes and listen to those people who know something, say something. Am I talking to people here? Do you know, right now if we shake you, as your associations at a certain stage, there were people who knew a great deal of things who came into your life and they went away. And when we check you right now, you don't know anything. You never learned anything from them. Why? Because you don't know that there is a certain environment whereby if you find certain people who possess certain skills, you must know that it is a business for you. You must learn to be profitable in that environment and develop yourself by learning, by learning. And when you're learning, you're listening while they are saying and you are sharpening and increasing your level of understanding. People who don't understand, there are people who don't learn. They don't open themselves up to learning. I can tell you about a lot of people who came in my life, they were passing. People who possessed a great deal of skills. At a certain stage, I can talk about even the friends that I had in life. And I can tell you what I was learning from them. I can tell you about the men of God who came into my life. And I can tell you what I managed to learn from them. Because when you see me right now, I know a package of what I have learned. Am I looking at people here? 
When I see you right now, you are a package of what you have learned. And learning is not, it's not only something that is restricted to a school environment. You can learn even when you are home. You can learn when people who know better than you arrive in the scene. You can learn. As you remember, Pastor Victory Chirisa, the prophet there in Cape Town, he was going to school, developing himself, and now he's, a, he's an architect. So, I used to go into his room, and then he's busy doing his thing, drawing plans of houses and other things. And then I'll go, and I'll, I'll just sit behind him, looking at what he's doing, and then when I go to the time, I'll ask questions. How are you doing this? Then he says, I'm doing this because of this and this. How I imagine <laughs> people. Imagine people. They are saying things that I know right now that I have learned from other people by just observing how they are doing their things. And myself, I'm an accountant. I, I, it's not my environment. But I am meeting an architect. And I am learning from him. And then sometimes I would present questions to him and I would say, you know what? Let's say this one is my house that you're drawing. I'm now talking to you like your client. So why is it that you're putting this room this way? I'm now your client. And then would engage in a constructive argument. And when he's done with his work, you would leave me on the computer and you say, I tried this software, try to learn one or two things. And you tell me the commands. When you want to do this, you do this, you do this, you do this, and then he leaves me. And then he leaves me and I'm, I'm, I'm learning. Right now, I, I know a certain degree of things in that area because of how I was learning from him. There are things that I can do on a computer right now and nobody taught me. I just, I just got the grace to be associated with people who were doing it. And I was learning. I was learning. Imagine people. Things that right now, I, I, if you look at them right now, those things probably, even as a ministry, whenever we design posters, I do them. And probably those things as a ministry were supposed to be paying money somewhere. Imagine people. But I knew that this is a business when I saw someone doing it. And I decided to be profitable in learning. And right now, in certain places where I was supposed to pay, I don't pay. Everybody will pay. Do you know why you pay? Why you pay? You pay because you don't know. In anything that you are ignorant, you are obliged to pay. There is always a price that is attached to ignorance. There is always a price that is attached to ignorance. Thank you, Jesus. Is it not easy to someone in this place? You know what? When we came to this property, it was vandalized. All of you, you know about it, especially if you were there. It was vandalized. The ceilings were broken. The power cables were removed. The pipes bringing water to this place, they were broken. Everything. So, we needed this 
building. We needed this property. And when we came, do you know what the, the owner of this property, she told us, you know what? <laughs> the property is available. There's no one using it. But I'm not prepared to pump my money and fix that property right now. Because she went somewhere and they gave her a quotation, probably 50000 or even more at that time to fix all those broken things. And we wanted a property to use as a ministry. And then we came here. We assessed the building. It was nice for us. And we said, let, let us take it. And we'll fix it as we go. And you know, what you were supposed to pay 10,000, 5,000, probably we only paid 900 rands. I still remember probably the cabling, the wires, the cost are something like 900 rand. And the rest of the things we did them. As a group in there, you can tell you. The rest of the things we did them. When you see these lights here, it's us, the prophet and Sukur Brendan and Babam Chilkwenda, we're working. And nobody, we never went to school to study <laughs> ele 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 electricity, we never. But we studied from other people when they were doing it. If you go to the toilets right now, you can flush them, there's running water, everything's working there. But nobody in that group ever did plumbing. We did it on our own. Why? Because we learned. Jesus is telling his mother, you know what? Why are you looking for me? Don't you know that I am supposed to go about my father's business? He is saying my father's business. And look at what he's doing in the temple. Jesus is doing nothing. He's sitting. And what he's doing, he's sitting and he's listening from the doctors. And he's asking them questions. So some of you, you may be presented with a learning environment and you will not know that this one is a business opportunity for you. Each and every learning environment that you can enter into is a business opportunity for you. Learn to be profitable in that environment. Learn to squeeze them the best you can from the minds that are present in that place. Learn something. Be profitable in that thing that you are learning from those people. And that will be for you. And then we look around. We did the ceilings. These ceilings, they were not like this. They were like ghost ceilings, these ones. Big holes were present. Because these things, when they, when they, when they broke into this property, they, 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 they made sure that they broke everything. And we did all those things. And there was no... <laughs> it was like we were men. We just say, I know a gentleman, we can do this. And we did all those things. And I don't believe it. The things that we did and managed to accomplish, we were supposed to pay a price. Somebody was supposed to make a profit from us. And then this is the people here. And Jesus is, he is helping you that you can be in an environment and that environment it is daughters. And then he's telling you, that's my father's business. He's learning from daughters. The Bible doesn't say he was learning from priests and highly spiritual people, but doctors. 
Amen. 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 Check your life and where you're going right now. Some of you, it's because there are certain people who came into your life and you were not so careful, you were not so sensitive to understand that when people come into your life, it's like you are presented with an intersection point. And that intersection point, it can be a turning point pertaining to a direction Amen. of life. There are certain people when they appear in your life, they are, they are an intersection point. Your life is presented with an opportunity to turn another direction than the direction it was going. But it is always about your choice. Are you ready to learn from them? The reason why sometimes I don't, I don't I'm not available everywhere is because. I choose where I'm supposed to learn from. I choose. Ah. Is it making sense to someone in this place? I choose. I saw an architect doing these things. And then I said, you know what? What kind of a software are you using? He told me, ah, this is what, what, what? This is called AutoCAD. How does it work? He told me, you know what? It works according to commands. You press this, you press that number, the computer, it will give you the ability to do something. And I'm not an, 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 an architect. I, I, that's, that's not an area that I ever chose in my life. The area that I chose myself, I, I chose to be an accountant. But I'm seeing them doing it, and I'm looking. And I'm learning. Am I talking to people here? I'm learning. And right now, there are things that I'm doing right now. I've already given you an example. Right now, in this ministry, we have done posters, a lot of posters. And some of them you were supposed to pay. And the people that you are paying, they are not degree holders in that area. They just learn from other people. Am I doing people here? So your greatest loss in life is measured by your ignorance. Measured by your ignorance. I'm talking about your growth as a person. To those who are just arriving, it's from the book of Luke, chapter 2. We are just looking at the book of Luke, chapter 2. Thank you, Jesus. Imagine people. Where were you? And the answer is very interesting. You must know that I'm supposed to go about my father's business. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, an opportunity when it is presented. There are experiences that you can learn from. Amen. I've seen some young mothers learning from older mothers. Information that they were not supposed to just have if they were not associating themselves with a certain class of people. When I was growing up, you know, Mumikwi in Shona. Mumikwi. I still remember growing up and then would see someone having that mimicry attack and even myself as young as I was just reminding myself of those uh, incidences when I was a little boy and then I would have mimicry. You say, oh, oh, <laughs> 10 minutes. You are saying, oh, oh, oh. I don't know what you've eaten. I don't know maybe it's about what you've eaten or what. Boys and the young sisters, they, they don't have a solution. They cannot help you. 
because of associations. <laughs> and that will be for you. you. You have been praying around somewhere, and then you are, nobody can help you there. It's like you are dying now. You go home. Your mother, you know, your mother is, is, is like she, she, she just listens. One minute you are doing it, two minutes. She says, you know what, my son, go in and, and, and fetch a glass of water there. You go and fetch the glass of water. You come with it. He says, okay, when you're drinking that glass of water, I'm going to call your name and you're going to answer. The moment you're drinking. When you're swallowing, you're answering. So I drink. He says, Martin, I say, Mama, I'm trying to answer. Then I swallow the water. By the time I finish the glass of water, the milk had gone. They're gone. Then I learned a very, very important lesson. Now when others are doing it, I know now, you know what, they're just granted a glass of water. And then, you do as I say, I'll call your name, you answer. We're talking about wisdom, it's wisdom. Amen, we'll be here. We're talking about practical wisdom. When we're growing up, we'll eat some, sometimes nyama, you know, you know, you know meat, meat. When you're young, you, you sometimes, you, you, are, you are so fast, you want you to just eat it fast. And then it gets stuck, you know, yeah. on your throat. You, you cannot swallow it, you cannot put it out. And you know that I can die. You <laughs> you know you are going to die. You know that you swallow that meat. When they pull your ears, they will lift you up, pulling your ears up like that. I don't know. The infant maybe it will it will enlarge your throat. I don't know. And then you swallow that meat. It's over. Wisdom. Practical people. I don't know how they learned it, but they managed to pass it from generation to generation. Am I talking to people? So I'm talking about the business of the father. Some of you, when you come to church, you don't present yourself with a learning environment. You don't learn. You don't want to learn anything from anyone. Do you know that there are some people who know things that you don't know? Yeah. That's true. That's true. Things that you don't know. Am I talking to people here? Yeah. People in this church. They can be old as they look, but they know things that can save him in a marriage right now. But why is it that you are in trouble? You have never presented yourself. And you have never realized that you are in a learning atmosphere. And because of that, your ignorance it is going to be a price that may even cost you your marriage. It can be. You can pay that price even through losses, through... Uh, is it many sense to people in this place here? Yes. No. Sometimes don't despise people. Don't despise people. Myself sometimes when I when I go, especially when I go to Zimbabwe to Gweru, I listen. There are some grandfathers there. I just provoke them to speak. Then I learn. You learn one or two things from them. Mm. Am I with the church of God? Mm. Am I talking to people here? Mm. You will learn. It doesn't matter what you are doing. If you are a farmer, 
You will learn from the old people, they know better than you in that area. They will know. Ah, Uger war and get to Gawagawas of the pair. By the time when I, you don't want to learn, by the time you're going to rush the veterinary, that chicken is dead. It's dead. Is it making sense to someone? I'm talking about what? Learning, positioning, because you must learn. Remember, I said that Jesus, he what? He was growing and he was waxing strong in the spirit. Ah, in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. In the spirit and also in wisdom. So, you must not neglect when you chase after spiritual growth. <laughs> never neglect to also chase after wisdom. Never. That's why a lot of young people who are aspiring to be pastors, most of them, they are fools. They are, they are foolish. In a lot of things. Prayerful. But foolish. Ah, am I talking to people? Because their own target is to grow in the spirit. But they don't know. Ministries, they are also handled through wisdom. So, when you pursue the spirit balance, <laughs> by also pursuing after wisdom. Am I talking to people here? People, people are not easy to manage. Right now, if I say one word even I'm preaching right now, someone will backslide. And then it's just a, a simple word. That you just say out of foolishness. And you're a very spiritual man, you'll be fasting, praying. You just say that word. And then someone says, ah, I was offended. I cannot go back to the church anymore. We're talking about what? <laughs> Wisdom. So when you are growing, <laughs> In the spirit, counterbalance that by growing also in wisdom. And remember, we divided the levels of wisdom into two sections. That's why I've been teaching you about the two careers of wisdom, about Daniel and about Solomon. Daniel, he was very wise in spiritual matters. He was wise in the prophetic. He was wise in giving interpretations. You could not bring a dream that he could not interpret to him. But Solomon, he was wise in matters to do with judgment. Judgment. That was his area. That was his area. So when you are growing in the spirit, grow in wisdom. And when you are growing in wisdom, remember two dimensions of wisdom are present there. Higher wisdom and lower wisdom. What I've been talking about here is lower wisdom. But when we talk about <laughs> interpreting dreams and other things, it's higher wisdom. When you come to me and you ask me, you know what, I was dreaming this color, I was dreaming this, now you enter or you are provoking me to enter into a dimension of higher wisdom with you. In any sense. So there are two levels of wisdom that you must know. The higher dimension, we're talking about the dimensions of Sophia, the wisdom. You must grow in as a believer. That's why a lot of believers, they are wise 
in prayer related things but they are very foolish in material related things and then eventually their pursuit of spiritual things will eventually become a very Am I magnificent? Because you have not pursued the higher order and the lower order. You come back and you abuse it in your body and then you get sick. That's why a lot of people, I know some people who died even because of fasting. People who died because of fasting. And when they go to heaven, they go. They go. But here on this material order, it was, it was not what was supposed to happen. They were foolish somewhere, somehow. Am I being clear? They were foolish somewhere, somewhere. Am I doing people here? They go 40 days, 40 nights. I was listening to a certain man of God that I listened to, and he was preaching about Elijah. And he was saying, Elijah, when Elijah entered into those 40 days, 40 nights, remember, there was food that was being brought to him by that raven. Food. He was eating. And the Bible says that after he ate that food, then he managed to grow in to go in the strength of that meal for 40 days. In the strength of the what? Of that meal. So when now you can go into a fasting without a meal that is giving you a strength. And you are chasing to grow in spiritual matters. And then when you come there, you destroy your body. Probably you die. Probably you get sick, you get ulcers. There are some people who get ulcers yeah. and other things because of fastings. And right now, that thing becomes a stumbling block in their ministry lives right now. They cannot operate effectively as they are supposed to. I'm talking about what? Developing your spirit, counterbalancing. You must know that each and every tree that you see, how big it is, it is determined by how deep its roots are going. And then there is a people here. How deep are your roots? How deep are they? And the deeper your roots is the wiser you are. Because where you want to go, it is determined by your roots. I'm talking about your wisdom. How wise are you? Because the devil that you are fighting is wise. The Bible says he is even wiser than Daniel. In a certain scripture, wiser than Daniel. And we look into the level of wisdom that Daniel had. So, you need to grow in that dimension. In other dimensions, you have to be a developed individual in the wisdom that Solomon had. Be able to judge. Be able to make judgments. Am I to with people here? And Jesus is taking that opportunity and he's saying to his parents, I'm not letting it go. I still remember preaching about you waxing strong in the spirit. And I said to you, do not be a weak believer. Grow in the spirit. But now I'm here to emphasize to you, you need to also grow in wisdom. Balance the things. Am I with you? How many times have you been in a profitable atmosphere and you didn't know? 
didn't know. You didn't know. There are some people right now in Zimbabwe that I know that are making it. Those people they are into mining. Some of them when they, when they they were being despised, but right now the people who were despising those people are looking up to them for help. Because those people when they were being despised, they were in the process of learning some things. And right now they know it get great deal of things about mining, and they're making it. And I make sense. I was laughing to my mother. There was a time my mother and her sister, they got a claim. They applied for a mining claim. They got it without any learning about mining. And right now that claim is there. It's nothing. It's nothing happening. Because they never, they never, they never appeared into an atmosphere that was as good as a business as a business atmosphere to them. They never, they never learned anything about mining. Am I making sense? Is it making sense? He's saying to the parents, I must grow. I must be in my father's house. And then you check, only doctors are surrounding you. Am I with the church of God? Thank you, Jesus. And the Bible says, I want to show you something there. He is telling this to his mother. You woman, don't you know that I'm supposed to be going about my mother's business? And then the mother didn't say anything. The Bible clearly says that she took those things and she kept them in her heart. In her heart. I'll show you something when we are closing about that. The mother. But what I want to show you is... I want to read this one. Verse 51. Luke chapter 2, verse 51. I want to show you something. I want to show you something again about how Jesus was developing. Am I talking to people here? Is it is it is it empowering you or I'm wasting your time? Am I talking to someone? Okay. The Bible says, and he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them but his mother kept all these sayings in her heart this is jesus is remember he's telling the woman you 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 are taking you're about to take me away from my father's business right now i'm supposed to be going about my father's business am i doing people and now now he is going Away, he is listening to the mother. Remember, he's going to off. He is listening to the mother. And the Bible says, You are subject. He was what? Subject. You are subject. He went and continued to be a subordinate. Your subject, am I with you? To them, the great they will say, Oputaso, you are subject. <laughs> he went and he continued in obedience, under obedience. He put himself to
to operate under the parents. He subdued himself under the parents. And then he went. And then verse 52. The Bible says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. I want you to, to, to pay a little bit of attention now. Am I with you, church of God? I'm talking about the development of his ministry. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter. You may see someone appearing. Probably, most of you right now, if I were to ask you, do you really know me? Most of you, you find it that you don't know me. Most of you. And now it's the of God. Why am I saying this? Because you don't know how I develop as a person. You don't know. So how can you know me? How can you know me? It, it, it's like, what you know me is, is just the part that I show you. Am I talking to people? Am I talking to people here? It's, the, it's just the part that I, I, I show you. I, I, I want to be uh, as simple as possible. The Bible is saying, Jesus, after this, he returned and he continued to be subject. He continued to be subject, to be subjected under the mother under the parent subject last time we we're talking about vagabonds here people who cannot be subjected anyway they cannot be subjected anyway and the bible clearly says that these ones they are like the waves of the sea they are tossed to and fro and the bible says they are like clouds that are carried and those clouds they are just dark when you look at them they are dark but they don't have water because a man who is driven by the wind is like a cloud. When you see, right now there can be a very big cloud and then <laughs> in as much as there will be wind, you know that it will not rain even that cloud is there. It will be carried away by the wind. Clouds without what? Without water. The vagabonds. And the, the thing is that the vagabonds, they don't want to be subject, subjects. Now I'm hitting again on that wound. She wrote again. She wrote again. So we are talking about subjects here. Jesus, a twelve, he was very wise. People were wondering, ah, you know, this man, this young boy, look at his understanding. Look at his understanding, the level of intellect. And even doctors, we are talking about doctors. They are, they, they, they are astonished, wondering, you know, what kind of, you know, boy is this? And then the mother follows after him, and then he goes and then he subjects himself. He subjects himself. Because a lot of us, this one is very important, especially in many, many things that you may try to do. That's why some people, even girls, you may be told by your parents, you know what, don't rush into relationships. Ah, that's a good number. Did you hold that age? Even okay. young boys, you can be told, don't rush into this. And then you, you, you say, ah, no, I know everything. You've been learning from doctors now, so you know everything. 
You don't want to be subjected. And then, two years down the line, you destroy your life. Destroy your life. Irreparably to, to some other people, and to some, the grace may be present for them to retrace again their steps and begin to grow again. Am I talking to people here? There is always a time for you to be under, and then there's always a time for you to be above. Am I talking to people here? Am I talking to people here? Subjects. To those who are going to school, you are doing geography. What are you doing there? You are subjecting yourself to geography. You are a subject to geography. When the examination comes, it doesn't matter how brilliant you think you are. You must answer according to the level of your subjection. That's what will determine how you are going to make it in that examination. I've seen some people who failed because they tried to exhibit a certain degree of, of knowledge and wisdom and then they failed at school. At school. I'm talking about school. It depends. Am I talking to people here? Sometimes. 
Let's go to our subject. This is a Am I making sense to people here? Am I making sense to people? Church people are funny. Am I making sense to someone here? Church people, they, they, they just want to wake up graduates. You just come up from, from a mountain, you want to wake up a graduate. Even boilermakers, they, 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 they go and study as apprentices. Learning from other people. Even people who have got degrees, there are times where they go for attachment and they are learning from other people. Sometimes for no pay, for nothing. Learning from other people. Before you can graduate, thank you, Jesus. Imagine people here. And Jesus, he increased in wisdom and stature and in favor. Look at the things that we are talking about. Remember, the first things that we talk, we spoke about, we spoke about him increasing in the speed and in wisdom. And then the grace of God was ascribed upon him when we started the message. And not many people here. Now, the Bible says he is increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Do you know what? You can grow. You can grow to a certain dimension. And then if you miss this package, if you miss this package, and let to people. You can grow. You can grow. You know that I ah, have, but I think now I've grown. But somewhere, somehow, if you check and you, you are looking for shortcomings in that sphere of your growth, it is because you may have jumped one of these things that I want to talk about here. You must increase in wisdom. You must increase in stature. Imagine people here. And in favor. And when we are talking about favor, now it's God and men. God and men. Imagine people. And the word they increase, it's interesting because sometimes I, 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 I want to, 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 to go deep to certain words uh, to look at how they are being applied in the scriptures. It's, it's very interesting. This word, he advanced. It's very interesting. It's from a Greek word, prompto, something like that. And it means to drive forward. It means to beat something. You are beating your exam and you are advancing. It, when you are beating something, it means there is something that has been testing you, so you overcame. It's not only increasing, it's not only advancing, but it's advancing against stumbling blocks. It means that there were stumbling blocks present. And when you look into Jesus here, even the presence, the, the, the parents to him, at a certain stage, they were like a stumbling block because he was called to be in his father's house. But they wanted him to be in their own house. He is saying to the mother, I am supposed to be attending the business of my father. But the mother is saying, you are not supposed to be only attending that, but you are also supposed to be attending our business at home. 
So he's going back and he is putting himself under the parents. He is a subject. And that's what people hear. So you can see now, when the scriptures are saying Jesus is now advancing now, you can see that there are certain stages now, there are certain steps that he's jumping now. He is advancing now. Because there are certain things that you can never develop until and unless other people teach you. Ah, am I talking to people? Am I talking to people here? And the Bible is saying increasing in what? In wisdom. That's why I, 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 I try to break this dimension of wisdom into two categories so that you can understand that there are two things that you need to develop in the higher order of wisdom and the lower order of wisdom because the higher order of wisdom when you increase in that you are qualifying yourself to be in favor with God the lower order of wisdom when you get it you are qualifying yourself to be in favor with people am I looking at people here and Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature so you must increase in wisdom and in stature and when we are talking about your stature we are talking about your appearance we are talking about your physical appearance how you are also developing when people are looking at you physically in your stature thank you Jesus and then when you grow in this wisdom and in your stature then you also manage to also attain favor and in favor the Bible says and in what in favor with God and men because it doesn't matter how much you can develop spiritually that's why i've been saying a lot of people they, they they choose the foolish route they want to grow in the spirit but they neglect also to consider the things of their flesh they may grow they may have wisdom in spiritual matters but they may lack wisdom in material or carnal or physical dimensions and then you are entering in a, a dimension of what of your manifestation here and you need to be in favor thank you Jesus with God and men with what God and men I want someone to open for me John chapter 2 then I want us to read some scriptures there just open for me I will tell you when you can read for me. I will show you something there. In what? In favor with God and the men. Do you know that there are some people who are highly favored by God? But not by men. In my magazine, I'm about your development. Highly favored by God, but not by men. Even when you check it as the man of God, I'm even talking about myself. I can be highly favored by God, but I may not be highly favored by men. Am I making sense to people here? We're talking about two favors there. The one you get from what? From God. The other one, you get it from men. And what is going to qualify you is your wisdom. 
That's why I'm trying to put these things in an order, in an orderly way. In your stature. You can become a man, a, a woman of stature before God, but not before men. Because when men call you a man of stature, <laughs> there are certain things that they are looking for. That's why in your family, it doesn't matter how much prayer you are. When you go to a funeral in your family, they don't look at you because they look at men of stature there in that area. People have got money. If they appear, you see everyone's eyes going to them. Everyone's attention. You see all the mothers going to greet them. <laughs> Am I talking to people? And you, you appeared and then... <laughs> Everyone shifts their attention away from you. You have not grown in stature, in that dimension. So, you lack their favor. Because, in America, everyone will not favor. It might make sense to people Is it making sense? You don't have the money. So, people will favor you if you have grown in that dimension. To them, you become a profitable entity. I'm trying to talk about your development. Is it making sense? And then you may grow in stature, and God will say, This one is a profitable vessel for me. But these two must balance, especially if you are going to have a ministry like the ministry of Jesus. These two must balance. Because you are not only working for God, but you're also working with people. A lot of believers they forget people when they pursue after the presence of God. They, they think it's always about God, and then they forget also that they are people. Not everyone is sitting there high in heavenly places. So when you are coming from your prayer room, learn to also adjust so that you may fit with those who were not there in heavenly places. During your days of fasting, with this chaos in the house, you want everyone to respect you. <laughs> and man, take sense to people here. Because you are fasting, so everyone must respect you. Because you have increased in a certain dimension of spiritual stature. So even your mother must, must respect you. When she says, I want water, you must not go to fetch it because now you are of high stature. And then you miss their favor. You begin to find yourself uh, someone in the house but without favor. Especially if you are still growing up and you are still a dependent, they will find a way to get you. I'm trying to show you something. Because if you don't balance these two things, 
You will fast and then you will, you will, after coming from the mountain, you begin to ask yourself, but why is it that people don't understand me? People don't understand me. And then you feel that the power of the Holy Ghost moving all over your body. But nobody is respecting you in the house. <laughs> and I think someone this place. Nobody is respecting you. And then there's somebody who comes and he was not even fasting and then everyone is giving him favor. So you must know how to balance this. Am I talking to you? Am I talking to you? Because in your ministry life, we now let me talk about your ministry life. You are not only working with God, you are also working with people. After you develop spiritual muscles and you feel like a spiritual child now, you know, you have to know that you are also working with people who don't have those spiritual muscles, but know how to win them. So that they can also give you the favor. Because the, the favor, that's why the Bible is saying he was and in favor with God and men. Both God and men. It must balance. Do you know that there are some people that you think that they are, they are highly anointed? Then they, but they are not highly anointed. Ah, let me just tell you a mystery. Some men of God that you think are highly anointed, they are not highly anointed. But it's it's favor. So when you see their churches so much full of people, you may think it's because people are following the anointing. But people may be following the stature, not the not the anointing. And in this case, the stature may be because of another dimension that they've grown bigger than us. I was thinking about it during the lockdown days. And then, in this church, people neglect to grow financially. They don't want. And then other churches, they've got, they're, they're growing financially. They've got financial storehouses, extra income. And then during the days, these days, things are tough out there. Those people, they go with parcels and they give the poor. And when we appear, Tina, who are highly anointed, and them who are not highly anointed, but they've grown in stature in that dimension, that material dimension, who is going to be favored by people? Who? Brother Tino. It doesn't matter we go to a mountain and fast and fast and fast. When we don't grow also in that dimension, we come down from the mountain, and then when we preach, <laughs> There's a difference there. That's why the Bible says that faith must accompany works. Faith with works. When they preach there, there's a grandmother who has got cooking oil and she has been frying some, 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 some potatoes using that cooking oil from a certain man of God. When he's preaching, I'm telling you, that grandmother is going to listen more to that, that man than to you. Am I talking to people here? So you can see now. There, there are some men, when you hear, when you listen to them, sometimes Akiri Tina, we also listen to other people, when you listen to them, and you look in, like, the kind of crowds that they pull, and you check the substance that they are giving people. We're talking about the substance. They don't have the substance. But they, they, they manage to grow in favor with the men. People favor them. If you want to, 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 to talk about them, people will find you in a text. Even the, the, 
takes it and will throw you out. But you are causing, you are out of order. You are out of order. Touching this one, you are out of order. There are some people like that. They are not spiritual. But they are in high favor with people. When they appear, people. And then you do it. So I want you to read, just read for me that, that scripture from the book of John, chapter 2. Quickly, from verse 1. Just few verses, I think, up to 4. Thank you. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. And what do you know? Now Jesus is about to enter into a dimension of manifestation. We look into John chapter 2. And this one now, it is a wedding that is attended. And then there is a shortage of wine. The wine has been finished. People have drunk it all. And then after the wine has been exhausted, the mother of Jesus is coming to Jesus. Jesus do something about the wine. It is bringing the, the people responsible for the wine to him. And Jesus is saying to his mother, you know what, woman, what have I to do with you? Because my time is not at hand. But the mother, listen to the mother. The mother is saying to the people, do what he is going to tell you to do. You are not getting this one now. Do what he is going to tell you to do. I'm talking about a miracle that Jesus eventually performed. And we all know that he changed that wine, the water into wine. We all know that. But the, is it making sense here? The opportunity for that miracle, who brought it to Jesus? Is the mother. The mother is the one who had that there's no more wine. Jesus, he, he didn't care about the wine. The mother is the one who came to Jesus and said, you know what, there's no more wine. And he, she brought people along. And what do we do? It's she, the mother of Jesus who is presenting the opportunity of manifestation. Because, is it making sense here? Because as you grow in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with both God and man. Some of the opportunities that you are looking for, they will be presented to you by people, by men. Because look at this one, it's a spiritual opportunity that is about to be presented to Jesus. But who is presenting the opportunity? This, opp this opportunity is coming along because of the matter. How is the mother in the know that Jesus can turn water into wine? He was a subject. Ah! Imagine people here. He was a subject. When the mother was taking Jesus away from his father's business, the Bible says that she, after he replied and answered, you know what, I'm doing my father's business here. She took all those stories and she put them in her heart. 
When Jesus was born and he was presented to Simeon, a man who was instructed by the Holy Spirit that he was not going to die. The man spoke over the life of Jesus. In that time, Jesus was very tender. And he said a lot of things about the ministry of Jesus to the mother. And the other prophetess, when she prophesied, she prophesied about Jesus. But who was listening to the prophecy? The mother. Am I talking to people here? And here is the mother telling Jesus, let's go home. And then Jesus agrees to go and remain a subject. But now the time for his manifestation has come. And who is bringing in an opportunity is the mother. Because the mother knows him. He was subjected to her. She knows that this one has also been my subject. <laughs> Am I talking to people here? If that thing has been your subject, then you know it better than everyone else. Am I talking to people here? The reason why nobody knows you better, even when an opportunity comes, people are afraid to, to introduce you to that opportunity. You've never been a subject to them. They don't know you. They don't know how you're going to, be, to behave in that place of opportunity. They have never been their subject. They don't know how respectful you are. How are you going to be talking to the boss? They don't know because they have never been subjected to anyone. So how can they present to you an opportunity? Or I'm showing you a mystery. Wow. And why people choose other people? Whenever an opportunity knocks. Do you know, an opportunity can present itself in this church and you never hear about it. You are hook. You are just a Because people, they don't understand you. You have never been a consistent subject to them. They have never studied you enough so they cannot present an opportunity for you to perform your miracle. And I make sense here. No one will take you there. Is it not sense? I'm talking about the matter. Jesus, he allowed himself to be a subject to the mother, even though he was caught. But he allowed himself to be a subject. And here is an opportunity now. And then the mother is saying, they need wine. They need wine. The mother. Why? She has been studying him. Knowing that the heart is not going to disappoint us in this one. It might make sense to people here. I'm talking about your growth. Imagine the people. Do you know that there are some people, if you go somewhere with daughters here, with people like precious, when they went to Cape Town, we, we, we spoke to the, to, the, to the men of God in Cape Town. You know what? There is a, our daughter coming that side. She's good. In this area, in this area, in this area, in this area. Whenever you want someone to fill in in that gap, then use that lady. She Work with that lady. She can. Imagine the Because she was a subject. We, we knew. We knew a lot about her character. We knew a lot about her abilities. Imagine people here. Who knows you? 
Because some of the opportunities that will come, they will, <laughs> the, 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 the do or die aspect there is about how people know you. How do they know you? How do they know you? Because remember, I'm talking, I, remember I spoke about the report. Remember I spoke about what? Report. And I said to you, how you are going to make it, it is determined by who is going to announce you coming upon the scene. That's why I said, Jesus when he was born, they are two in, in, in different. People think that they are close, but they are not close. The wise men from the east, they announced Jesus coming on the scene. But they interpreted him. They didn't know him. They didn't know anything better. They, what they knew, they knew it according to interpretation. And sometimes when you interpret, you may misinterpret. That's why there was chaos in Jerusalem. Because when the wise men appeared from the east, they said to Herod, Where is he who is born king of the Jews? They didn't know that the man is not born only king of the Jews. Hallelujah. And Herod, he was threatened because. <laughs> Kingdoms they are passed according to lineages. So he thought that this one is a flesh and matter, matter. And then he eventually killed every baby that was in that territory. But when you look at it again, there were shepherds who were in the same country. They received a visitation from an angel. They were told about Jesus. And when they went and when they saw him, they announced and everybody marveled. No one was killed because of the shepherds. Hallelujah. But people were killed because of the wise men. Because the wise men, even though they are good wise men, they interpreted. And sometimes when people interpret you, they can misinterpret you. And I'm doing it for you. So where have you been a subject? Because where you are going, it is going to depend also on people. How are they going to announce you? Am I doing it for you? How are people going to announce you? Thank you, Jesus. Am I doing it for you? The wise men they were good people. But what they were looking, what they knew, they just knew that this star, it means that there's a king. They misinterpreted the whole story. And then you begin to hear that there was a what? A loud noise in Ramah. Rachel weeping for her babies because they were no more. So if people misinterpret you, there will be a noise of people crying about your life. Am I talking people here? But there are some people who have observed from the source. When they announce you, then people begin to marvel. Am I talking people here? Where are you going to manifest? Where are you going to manifest? You know, there are some people. I was laughing to people they were talking about Zayoja in Masofa. You know Zayoja in Masofa, you know what I'm talking about. Every lady, when every lady is about to be married, she is always open to. I want to hear them calling also me to Masofa. And then there are certain elders that you never greeted in the church. And because you never greeted them, you were never a subject to them. My God. So when they look at you, they misinterpret you that you know what? Okay, okay. Uh, then a brother comes from another place to that elder that you never greeted. I'm 
From me, Martin Siziva, I believe that this segment has been a blessing to you. You are free to share this message and spread the kingdom of God. This episode has been brought to you, courtesy of Royal Kingdom Embassy. We are located in three centers in Paris, Free States, South Africa, as well as in two centers in Cape Town, Somerset West, as well as Guguletu. Join us every Sunday for worship. For inquiries, please call plus 277-2866-330. Alternatively, you can email prophet.martins1 at gmail.com. Be empowered to experience kingdom life.